0: Hi everyone, it's Cynthia, and today I want to talk about postpartum anxiety. Postpartum depression really doesn't get enough attention, and postpartum anxiety gets significantly less. And the key issue with that is that postpartum anxiety affects four times as many women as postpartum depression. So, what is postpartum anxiety? What do you do about it? How do you recognize it? personally, after having my own children and running postpartum support groups, I personally think we all fall somewhere on that scale. It is a function of how bonded you are to your baby, and it is a brutal emotion to experience. So I want to talk about some of the extreme cases of postpartum anxiety and just give you some tips as to what you can do and understand about it. Postpartum anxiety can manifest in a number of different ways. So one way that you can sense if you have it is that you are awake when the baby is asleep. You're lying awake at night, baby's sleeping. You know you should be sleeping. You know the baby is going to wake up soon, and you're just lying there awake. This used to happen to me. I would think, oh gosh, I'm still awake. It's only a matter of time till the baby wakes up again. I'm just going to be woken up again, and I would just lie there thinking and thinking and it would stop me from, from sleeping sometimes. Um, but there are other ways postpartum anxiety can manifest. And I'm gonna give you some extreme examples. You're gonna be incredulous when you hear some of these things. But for anyone who's already given birth, I think you're going to feel compassion because you'll get it. So for example, it is really common to be afraid of walking past a staircase while holding the baby or going down the stairs. Uh, This is extremely common. And in my postpartum support groups, when I bring this up, usually about 25% of the class slowly raises their hand and says, Okay, it's not just me. I thought I was the only one afraid of staircases all of a sudden. Or I thought I was going crazy. I once had a mom in the group who shared that she once sat down on the stairs to make her way down the stairs holding her baby because she was so sure she would fall down the stairs. This is called an intrusive thought. It's like you get to the top of the staircase and all you see is tumbling down the stairs or losing hold of the baby and the baby tumbling down the stairs. It's really, really common. Um, But let's talk about some that are not so common because I just want to normalize this a little bit and just have you be gentle with yourself if you're suffering from any of this and just to assure you, you are not going crazy, no matter how seemingly crazy your fears are. So here are some real life examples of my own clients. One, there was a mom who came to our group and shared a fly got into the house and she convinced herself the fly was going to somehow kill the baby. In her mind, the fly suddenly had some life-threatening disease like malaria and it was going to land on like the nipple of the bottle or something in the kitchen and leave some kind of bacterial deposit that would ultimately kill her baby and she almost couldn't function until they knew the fly was out of the house and it took a couple of days another example i had a mom take my class a professor phd does not matter (laughs) it does not matter how much education you have your background She shared with her group, uh, this was how she told her story. She said to everyone, oh, so would everyone like to know why I was awake last night? I got in bed, the baby was asleep, got in bed next to my husband, and I realized I forgot to fill the tank with gasoline. And we were all listening, thinking, what's coming? What does that have to do with anything? And she said, so in my mind, when the guy snuck into the house to steal the baby, I wasn't going to be able to chase him down because my car would run out of gas. Now, in the daytime with her classmates, she was able to laugh about this a little bit, just a little bit, not too much. And she recognized it sounds crazy. And what a relief for her to share it with her compassionate classmates, because we understand these are rational thoughts. It kept her awake. There was the rational part of her mind that thought, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. But the emotional part of her mind, the part of her mind that is bonded to her baby, cannot make sense of it. It's enough to keep her awake. And I'm going to give a third example. I finished teaching my hypnobirthing class a couple of weeks ago. And after the final class ended, we all stayed on Zoom and talked for a really long time. Anyone who wanted to stay or stick around to talk about preparing for the postpartum experience. And all the, all the couples were there. And I had a second time mom who was generous enough to share with everyone her experience with postpartum anxiety. And what she said was, when I had my daughter, I was afraid... I would put my baby in the dryer. You heard me right. I know it doesn't make sense. She knows it doesn't make sense. It was a concept that haunted her. It was not rational. That was how her fear manifested, that somehow her baby would end up in the dryer. There is nothing wrong with these women. This is a common experience, and postpartum anxiety is a direct function of how intensely bonded we are to our babies. And by no means does it only affect women. We had a woman in our postpartum support group who had to talk a lot about what her husband was going through. He developed severe postpartum anxiety. And with the lack of support we have for women, can you even imagine how little support there is for men? One example of his suffering was that they lived across the street from a park. And when their baby was a couple of months old, they wanted to just cross the street and go to the park. And he was terrified to cross the street. And it was maddening for her because there were no cars coming. And she said, let's just cross. And somehow in his mind, he was having intrusive thoughts, picturing a car coming out of nowhere and hitting them. I mean, can you imagine how hard this is for him to talk about, for him to feel that this is normalized somehow? So this does not only affect women. In fact, 10% of the time, this affects partners as well and parents who adopt. It's not specific to the birthing parent. Again, this is about bonding. And of course, partners are bonding too. So I just want to talk about a couple of things related to postpartum anxiety that might be able to help. When you have these intrusive thoughts, recognize that they are intrusive thoughts. Recognize it's just a thought If you meditate, you understand what that means. We are not our thoughts. Our thoughts are separate from us. And is that thought rational or irrational? And be gentle with yourself. We're not asking this question in order to judge. But here's what I mean by that. I'm sure if you've already had a baby, you will understand when I give this example. But if you're driving down the road, maybe on a highway, whatever, your baby's in the back and you suddenly have that intrusive thought, oh my God, oh my God, I don't think I strapped in the baby in the back seat. That is a terrifying moment because the car is moving and you suddenly think your baby is not strapped in. The first thing to do is slow your breath, quiet your mind, and you safely pull over and then check your baby. You do not look in the rearview mirror because your biggest responsibility is driving safely. And we can all panic and start looking at the baby in the mirror. That is not what your baby needs you to do. Your baby needs you to look at the road. So understand we all go through this when you have those fears, when you hear the baby quiet in the back and you're so scared, Oh my gosh, what happened? I need to check the baby. Or you suddenly have that thought that the baby isn't strapped in. You safely pull over and get out of the car and check your baby. And only you can control your thoughts and your mind. So you need to keep your cool, slow your breathing and take care of things. Now, If you have intrusive thoughts and you're thinking, I'm going insane. I'm like, I'm afraid a fly is going to kill my baby. I'm afraid my baby is going to end up in a a dryer. Tell yourself, this is an intrusive thought. This is because I'm so bonded to my baby. And it's time to have some compassion toward yourself because you need support. You need compassion, right? Because you're suffering with this anxiety. When I was getting trained in this, We were told in running support groups that the first thing you're looking for is there anyone in the room who doesn't notice her baby's needs? Is there ever a baby, let's say, strapped in a car seat, sitting by the mom's feet and the baby wakes up and starts to cry? And is there ever a parent sitting there who doesn't notice the baby is crying? If that happens, things are really dire, things are urgent that mother really can't be left alone. She needs 24-hour support if her suffering is so severe that she doesn't notice when her baby is crying or needs her. And that can happen. But the norm is for a mom to feel overwhelmed, anxiety, anger maybe, resentment, stress, tearful, And if her baby cries, she picks up her baby and she might be holding that baby, feeding that baby, nursing that baby, changing the baby, and that mom might be feeling all of those emotions and the baby is fine. The baby is 100% because you're meeting the baby's needs. So now what can we, the world around you, the society around you, what can we do to support you, that mom who is suffering from those painful emotions? And that's when it's time to get your whole tribe involved Your partner needs to know what's going on and needs to have postpartum anxiety explained to him or her. Your family members, your close friends, even the pediatrician, anyone who plays a role in your life when you're postpartum, they need to understand what you're going through because if they don't understand, they could potentially say things that are not going to make you feel very supported. They might say something like, just stop worrying so much. Everything is fine. Just Go to sleep, or you're such a worrier, or you're such a control freak. Oh, that one really gets me when a when a when a mom is called a control freak. That is just not helpful, and that is only a result of your partner not being educated in this. It's really nobody's fault. It's just the society we live in is not educating anyone in these incredibly prevalent issues that are impacting so many parents. So as I was saying. The first thing to do is understand this is because you're bonded to your baby. So ultimately, that is a really good thing. The second thing is, are your baby's needs getting met? You don't have to be smiling at your baby all the time, cooing at your baby, loving every second of motherhood, but you do have to be meeting your baby's needs. And if that's not the case, it is time to have another adult make sure that you have full-time support, no matter what the cost, no matter what is involved, nothing is more important than your baby's physical health and your physical and emotional health. Nothing is more important. So in very severe cases, the whole world around you has to stop and make sure you have 24 hours support, whatever that means. And again, that's only if it's at the point where the baby's needs are not being met. That's very rare. The next thing is to recognize this is not within your control. This is nothing you've done to cause. This just happens to some people. And what is at the root of all perinatal mood and anxiety disorders is isolation. It's natural to go through these uncomfortable emotions when we're isolated. This is the society we live in now. I mean, think about how women have been giving birth for all these millennia and the people around that person, the family, the friends. I mean, if you couldn't nurse your baby, someone else was right there who could nurse your baby. It's time to understand that you and your partner need to make it your job for you or whoever's going to be home with that baby to find other parents to spend your time with. You make it your job to build community for those postpartum months. I want to leave you with one more thing. Postpartum anxiety is always temporary it will get easier. You will feel normal again. You will feel like yourself again. But between now and when you do, how do we get this mother the friendship and support that she needs? Thanks for listening. This is just the beginning of a much grander topic that we're going to get into some more. But do share your questions and comments and stories with us at downtobirthshow.com or on Instagram at downtobirthshow. We're very easy to reach and we're very responsive. We do connect with listeners and we love to hear from you. And remember, no matter what you experience, this is normal. This is common. It doesn't mean you should have to suffer through it. What you need is friendship and connection. It's nothing you've done. It's always temporary. And ultimately, it is simply a result of how bonded you are to your baby. And that is a very good thing.